This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the John Favreau's My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. What's shaking, baby? What's shaking, bacon, baby? Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's nighttime. You know what that means. It's 8.21 p.m. on the evening of March 7th. Yes. And here <laughs> we are, two lovely lassies sitting down, <laughs> recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. On the same night that the video interview <laughs> with Oprah. Oprah. And, <laughs> and Megan Markle. <laughs> Is coming out, eh? <laughs> this accent is getting worse <laughs> and worse with every word you utter. Yeah, Miss, the, the Duchess of Sussex. The Duchess of Sussex. Sussex. <laughs> the Duchess of Six Sus. Success. What a wild interview this is turning out to be. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just. I just want to point out there we're not actually watching this interview we're obviously (laughs) recording this podcast no but we were getting updates before we were getting some good updates and you know what megan speak your truth girl yeah she's having a girl that's exciting yeah a girl a a princess a a baby a duchess a miniature duchess is that what the child of a duke and a duchess is honestly i don't know like i don't know Uh, enough about the royal family i know nothing all i know is like the child's name is like Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. <laughs> and they say it with that ridiculous Mountbatten. accent. Mountbatten. Windsor. Windsor. Elizabeth. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> well, the person we're talking about today is not a royal, but possibly could well be. be. Possibly could be. She does have a, have a special order. She has a special something something to her i meant like literally like she has a british title no fucking way yes bitch no way what is it is she a knight well you're gonna hear it when i when i do the intro oh my god (laughs) tease me why don't you girl i'm just going to tease you just tease forever and ever and always amen (laughs) this is a catholic podcast please pray before we break our bread Ave Maria, <laughs> gratia plena. <laughs> we don't go to church. We just worship at the feet of John Favreau. It's just John Favreau and sometimes Kate Winslet. And sometimes Kate Winslet, which is who we're talking <laughs> For about. For the shit that she put up and puts up with, like hypothermia and other stuff. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Tell us about Katie McKay. That's what I'm going to do. Kate Elizabeth Winslet. Commander of the Order of the British Empire. Ooh, what the <laughs> fuck is that? It's basically like an order that's given out to like astounding artists. Like civilians? No. To art- oh. <laughs> She's to, like a famous artists. Oh. Like performers, like, etc. Like uh like like John like Elton John. <laughs> Yes. Like Billy Joel. But he's a sir. Oh. Billy Joel, I don't what does Billy Joel have? I don't know. He's Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> was he knighted? I don't know. Like, was he knighted? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, um, Kate Winslet is obviously an English actress. England. And also an activist. Um, after acting as a child and having small commercial and television roles, she got her big break at the age of 18 in Peter Jackson's Heavenly Creatures in 1994, going on to star in Sense and Sensibility the next year, which garnered her first SAG and BAFTA award wins and her first Academy Award nomination. She was 20 years old. What the fuck? She's just talented. <laughs> it's very upsetting. She's just talented. <laughs> Daddy Kate quickly shot to stardom and since then has been Hollywood royalty and one of the best actresses of her generation, despite rarely participating in commerce-driven films and pretty much hating all of the bullshit about Hollywood. Yes, bitch, we love that about you. Honestly. She has 12 SAG nominations with three wins, two Emmy nominations with one win. Shout out Mildred Pierce. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it because it's like one of the best things she's ever done. Um, One Grammy Award win, 11 Golden Globe nominations with four wins, eight BAFTA noms with three wins, and seven Oscar nominations with one win. Mother. (laughs) She's an absolute force, despite her Wikipedia page insisting on discussing her weight constantly. (sighs) But we love a queen who refuses to conform to Hollywood standards. Let's hear it for Kate Winslet, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We love you, Kate. Let's talk about the first fucking movie. Y'all know what it is. Don't play me like that. Like, tell me. Like, y'all know. You know what I mean? Do we know? They know. Do they? They know. They know. I'm just going to tell you one thing. Yeah, tell me. Okay, buddy. You know what we need? We need Kate and we need Leo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a love action. Yeah, that reference. was a love actually reference. Uh, <laughs> our first movie, Baby, is Titanic. It came out in 1997, written and directed by James Cameron, aka Jim Cameron, aka Midge Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get more into that later. Uh, 84 years after the sinking of the Titanic, 100 year old Rose joins a team of treasure hunters trying to dig up the wreckage. On the ship, Rose reflects on when she was a young girl, played by Kate Winslet, aboard the Titanic and her brief but passionate love affair with Jack Dawson, played by a very young, a very seamy Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Very hot, very hot. Very smooth skinned oh, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> before the ship met its fateful and Sad. so watery. Dion, my heart will go on. Title song for Titanic. <laughs> Best movie in the West. Titanic by Mitch Cameron. By Mitch Cameron, which, by the way, going back to that, I know I said, I know <laughs> yeah, I said we'd go you back to you, that. You said you'd go back. So. Uh, so I read online, aka Wikipedia, <laughs> that yeah. uh, crew members called James Cameron's alter ego Midge, like M I J. Okay, wait. Is, are we just supposed to like be okay with the fact that he has an alter ego that <laughs> needs to be referred to as something? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. His casual alter, alter ego. <laughs> they called his casual alter ego Midge, which is just opposite of what his name is, which is Jim. Yes. Uh, M-I-J-J-M. You, you get the fucking gist. Y'all are smart. We get it. Y'all went to Northwestern. Y'all did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so in my mind, I'm like, how the fuck are you? Like, how do you survive a James Cameron set? I feel like you don't. <laughs> well, you obviously do. How? All, all of the people involved in the making of this film are still, well, not all of them, but not, they didn't die because of James Cameron. No, but they got like poisoned and shit. Like I mean, someone Kate, put Kate, like. Kate Winslet did get hypothermia. Yeah, she got hypothermia. Someone put like PCP in their food. The fuck? You didn't hear about this? No. So in my deep trivia dive <laughs> into like Titanic and all of its Titanicness, I read uh-huh. That one of the scandals that happened on set, of uh-huh. which there were many, because James Cameron is insane. Like he shot shit backwards. Yeah, I know. So that, that he could part fucking flip that shit and post. What a fucking crazy person. He's insane. He's insane. But someone, um, a disgruntled crew member, like someone who was like, <laughs> fuck this guy, I'm gonna get revenge, put PCP in the soup that was fed to everyone in the mess hall. And <laughs> Everyone got high. Where and, like, did he vomited. get PCP? I'm concerned on multiple levels. But they never found the perp. They never found the guy who did it or gal or whoever. They never figured out who it was. <laughs> if it was you, <laughs> listener, reach out to us anonymously. We'd love an interview. We'd love to get an exclusive <laughs> just with the guy who put PCP in It'll the food. It'll be almost as big as the Oprah Meghan Markle. <laughs> I know. But just below. Ah. In exclusivity. <laughs> Our ratings would go through the roof. Through the roof, baby. Uh, but yeah, James Cameron is insane. And, and just the sheer fact that Kate Winslet made it out alive and made it out with that performance yeah. is absolutely just is a true testament to like her abilities as an actor yeah i mean well i i think i wrote this note down where i'm like i wonder if they knew that this movie would be as huge as it did and like they absolutely did they of all knew they that did. it was going to be like a cultural phenomenon yeah exactly phenomena but there is just like this whole movie has such an air of like grandeur yeah like, it's so big like once you're past the the modern day opening and when you see titanic for the very first time in all of its glory it's just like the vibe is incredible you know what it's like it's like aesthetic ship of dreams yeah. <laughs> because rose dewitt bucator gets out of that car in that fucking outfit and it's that like pan down yes. like the camera like pans up <laughs> as her like face like pans up mm-hmm. and her like hat like I don't even know how, how do you describe this? She, her hat like moves with the camera so that her face and the camera are like moving at the same time. And so the reveal is insane because her hat is enormous. Yes. Like the looks being served, the fucking production value, the, the hope that everyone has, the opulence. It's just, it's such a vibe. Everyone is so excited to be there, which makes it even sadder. When it like. When the ass comes up and bobs like a cork, when that, when that iceberg, when that iceberg little head out and goes, <laughs> and time the, to and die. The ship goes, <laughs> and then and then it breaks in half. Yeah, her ass just goes whoop. Yep, oh. and then it sinks. Sad. One of the biggest tragedies in American slash the world. Yep. I don't know. Was Titanic an American ship? It was an English ship. Uh, it was an English ship, I believe. An Irish ship? And actually, yes, built, it was an Irish ship. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was built by the Irish. Yeah, because... Uh, Strong ship. What's his name? Victor Garber? Uh, is yeah. that the actor's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who he's, plays the, he, he built the ship yeah, and, and he's, he's Irish. Irish. Yeah. He's like... Oh, I built I built you a good ship, Rose. <laughs> I built you a strong ship, Rose, with me own two hands. <laughs> He's like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> money, 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 money. 
He's not. He's like the Rose nicest me man boy. in the whole movie. <laughs> Rose me boy, I built you a good sheepy. I'll make you a manager. Good word. Mr. Tentacles, get off me sheep. They're out enough life, folks. <laughs> Oh, Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Back to Kate. Back to Kate. So, like, I, I think Kate Winslet was the perfect choice for this role. Oh, yeah. Because, like, obviously Rose is supposed to be stunningly beautiful. And Kate Winslet is also stunningly beautiful. She's like very Romanesque features. But yeah, but she's not like, she was not the 90s epitome of beauty, oh. which is what I appreciate so much. And like ladies in the 90s were supposed to be teeny, teeny, tiny they because they were doing be... lots of drugs and not sleeping. Yeah, they were, who were who they supposed to be? I'm trying <laughs> to think They were think of... fucking Kate Moss. Kate Moss. Is what they were supposed to they look were supposed like. Kate Moss. <laughs> but instead we have Kate Winslet. Yeah. And I much prefer that. And Me too. I just- I think that her her appearance is obviously not the most important part of this role. Not at all. Which, by the way, at any size, anyone is beautiful. Correct, correct. But, like, I just love that she didn't look like what everyone else looked like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that her features were so striking mm-hmm. in a very soft way yeah that it made her it just made her very round and like elegant and yes. like when she held herself she held herself like a woman yeah like she didn't hold herself like like uh, what i love is that is that jack provides the like youthfulness that mm-hmm. she needs to like sort of like limber up and shake herself off and like d- dust off her raggedy shit like <laughs> she she sort of becomes more youthful as the mm-hmm. movie goes on because in the beginning she's very rigid and while at the same time being very round and soft yeah because she's so naturally beautiful and naturally youthful but the way that she carries herself is like a freaking prisoner which she has that whole like inner monologue well the old old rose not the old rose like the old taylor but like the like literally like the 90 million year the old 100 year old rose yeah says in her like monologue in the beginning that she felt like she was going on a slave ship with which i'm like girl i don't know about that well i mean she had nothing to compare it yeah. to so. like, girl mm, i don't know for her world i uh, guess for her world i guess but like she felt like a prisoner in her own body almost mm-hmm. because it, her body didn't even belong to her. I feel like as a woman, you could really only be like three things. Yeah. A wife, a nun, or like a prostitute. <laughs> and like, that was it. Well, yeah. Being born into a female body during this time, like you were immediately compromised no matter how rich you were. Yeah. So like being a strong woman meant compromising which is interesting because if you wanted to be strong being strong meant looking out for yourself yeah and the best way to look out for yourself was to fucking go along with society and get married yeah because that's the only way you could have protection exactly it's it's really interesting because you normally nowadays like a picture of strength is like a woman who's like i don't need a man i don't need anybody i'm gonna be by myself and it's like back then that was just kind of like stupid that was weak it was like excuse yeah. me you can't like find someone to xyz well it was just silly yeah like it simply was not going to happen i mean obviously there are select cases where it was fine but yeah i think uh i think one of the characters in titanic even says like you could only be three things you yeah. can only be a wife 
a, a, a prostitute or a nun. <laughs> like there's only, there are so many limited options. And I think Kate Winslet did such an incredible job of like containing all of that in her body. Mm-hmm. I think her body language in, in this film and the progression of her body language in this film is really fun to watch because you're watching someone who felt like a prisoner whose mm-hmm. body is incredibly tense, who when she carries herself around her fiance, <laughs> I am your fiance. A very hot Billy Zane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and her mother, and like, and like, just so much imagery of her mm-hmm. literally, like, like leaning against the bedpost and like being tied up by her, like, by her, her corset, her, in her corset by her mother, and and sort of like all her like really tight fitting clothes and really like getting to that point where she just feels so constrained, she has no choice but to either succumb and like essentially like off herself because she's in the beginning of the movie she's like i'm gonna fucking kill myself and jump off this ship yeah or she has the option of like being free with someone who is basically the epitome of who she wants to be someone Mm -hmm. who's just like who who is tied to no one Mm -hmm. who lives day to day who like who makes each day count that's like a really big thing in the film so i just think that kate winslet specifically does an incredible job using physicality to express a lot of that really big emotion. Yeah. And she just fucking nails it throughout the entire three hour long film. Well, I was just going to say like this movie is very, very long. Mm -hmm. However, a lot happens in a very short period of time. So like, even though it's over three hours, she's still experiencing a lot of emotional changes like one after the other. And she does a really good job of keeping up with them. And like back to your point of her and her feelings about being a woman, like that's why it's so great when she meets Leonardo DiCaprio and you see such a quick transition of her kind of like him showing her how being a woman is actually like beneficial and he helps her kind of like feel empowered. And I guess that's kind of annoying, but like for the time period, for the time period, I think it worked because he was able to show her, through his art like through his drawings what other women in the world were living like so that's one thing and then the other thing is he has this monologue like a third of the way through the film (laughs) i would say a fourth i don't know but it's essentially when when she's like i can't be with you jack or like i can't see you anymore because like you're bad for me in the sense of like you were all the things that i want and and everything i want is the opposite of what my mother and my fiance want so Mm -hmm. that's gonna be a no for me dog so I, he has this monologue where he's like, you know, that fire that you have rose, like that fire, I'm really scared that that fire is like going to go out. That's the yeah. best thing about you is like this, like youthful fire that you have this, this like strength that you have that you don't even know that you have. And she's sitting there like, bitch, you right. Like if, <laughs> if I marry this dog, then I'm going to, I'm going to be wet. Like I'm not like that, but like, I'm gonna, <laughs> in like a bad way, like I'm going to be damp. I'm going to be a raggedy damp piece of wood. A wet <laughs> I'm going to be a mop. You're a wet mop. And not like a little fire. So yeah, I mean, that's why I, I specifically think of the scene where they're dancing in the, um, what's it called? The, the, well, the, is it the steerage it's like is that where the the like, brig the, i the don't know people stay in steerage i think to be is what honest we don't know anything about ships what is the star starboard starboard the poop deck <laughs> they're in the poop deck <laughs> i think they're in steerage they're in e-deck i believe that's where they are. i don't know but i love it because like there's all these fucking strong men dancing around and like being manly and fucking doing the 
doing the the arm wrestling yeah. and like playing cards and smoking and shit and she takes off her fucking shoes and goes on point to yeah. like impress people and i'm like bitch you for like 10 seconds there you realize that like being a woman and like showing that you're uh-huh. not fragile is actually beneficial to you like well done rose yeah. oh my <laughs> god kate winslow's her line delivery is so perfect she goes you think you're big tough men <laughs> She just has so much swagger in, in her voice. And she's like, this bitch just, she, there's COVID all over that ship. Honestly, and the whole time I'm just like, where does everyone think she is? I know. She's just like, she's just drinking everyone's fucking drinks. And yeah. she's like, she takes the fucking cigarette from the guy. She's like, you think you're big tough men? Well, watch this. <laughs> like, goes on point. And in a way, it shows a lot about who she is yeah. because she's using the only tool that she has, which is like, obviously a lot of the girls at that time had to learn ballet or yeah. like horseback riding or some bullshit to like, in like etiquette class or yeah. whatever the fuck. So like, she has very limited resources in yeah. terms of like skills and I'm making quotations exactly. with my hands. So it's like, I, you know what? I'm going to pull out this wild card. I'm going to go on point. And like half the people there like, don't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, or like, you why? look stupid. You look stupid, but it's like, it makes her feel good and that's the only thing that matters yeah like it's that one of those moments where she recognizes that one of the bullshit parts about being a woman has actually come back around to be kind of like a weird superpower yeah and it makes her feel really confident and that's really all that matters and what's what's funny for the viewers it shows a really big class difference yes between like them literally stomping around and then her being like watch this and like going up on just rises on point yeah (laughs) and it's just it's funny and it's also just it's it's so nice to see a woman being able to like own her power and like use the resources that Mm -hmm. she does have to her advantage and to show herself that she can do it and that like she can dance like when fucking leo's like i don't know the steps just go with it she's like okay okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this bitch the little girl is like me yeah the little girl he was like Uh you're still my best girl coral (laughs) coral i think that's cora i'm pretty sure that's her name (laughs) coral Me girl. Me girl, Cora. You're still my best girl, Cora. Oh my God. Uh, So Titanic is just Spongebob. (laughs) There's, can we get a crossover, please? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Obviously the movie ends very tragically, but I mean like the tragedy begins exactly halfway through the film, um, which is fucking, well, not actually, no, it's like two, an hour into the movie, something like that. Because doesn't it take like, I don't know. I don't know how long. It's like halfway. Let's pretend it's halfway. You know what, guys? We're going to be honest. It's a three hour long movie. It's really fucking hard to so, remember. So like, the sad shit starts happening yeah. and it's fucking crazy. And like, I think, I think the part that I love about the ending, despite the fact that Jack dies, because that's just sad. It's just fucking, it's just stupid is what rips it is. your fucking heart out. I mean, I was telling Monica this, like I had watched this movie about a month ago with my mom. Cause my mom really wanted to watch it. And it made everyone's mom incredibly sad. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I have to watch it again. Yeah. And it made me very sad again because something about call me crazy, but mass death really gets to me. <laughs> call me crazy but that makes me sad (laughs) but like when jack dies you just realize and like oh god when she takes his name when she gets rescued that just fucking sent me but it just makes you realize that like he wasn't he wasn't just meaningful to her because they fell in love and 
I would say that with a grain of salt because like they fell in love over what, like 24 hours? Yeah, to be honest. Less, less like than? A week? I don't know. But it's because he made her feel empowered, but like without like pushing her too hard. He just kind of like sat back and let her- Exist. And let her exist. Yeah. And that's what made her feel empowered. Yeah. And I think the chemistry, the sheer chemistry between Kate and Leo uh, was just- impeccable and helped drive the story forward in just their like sheer fire yeah and like it was funny because the 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 scene that everyone like always talks about that scene where she is lying naked (laughs) naked on the chaise uh and he's like jack i want you to draw me like one of your french girls i want you to draw me like one of your french girls uh she really what I love about that scene is that was one of the first scenes that were shot because James mm-hmm. Cameron is a fucking maniac and like the sets <laughs> weren't done and they yeah. were already like many days into shooting yeah. and the sets were not done. Uh, and so it was one of the first scenes that was filmed and I liked that there was so much raw energy between mm-hmm. Kate and Leo and the fact that they were so uncomfortable around each other kind of like lent to the story a little bit. Like I was really into it. It, They weren't comfortable with each other at all. Like you could see it on screen. They were both like, like kind of sweaty and a little bit like nervous. He fucked up his line and they left it in the movie. Yes. And so it's just like, to me, I it's, it's moments like that, that make me excited about films Mm -hmm. of like, like knowing sort of the reasons why certain things are kept in and the reasons why certain things are shot first and like how they end up actually working out for the movie as a whole. And Kate Winslet in general to me is just very brave for being who she was and being as young as she was and like owning her confidence and like her sexuality and like, being like essentially a sexual goddess in this like crazy ass film yeah it's really interesting because she has this weird way of like l- seeming very pure not mm-hmm. in like a virginal way but just but, like, like an innocent a, way just as like a person like she has a very pure soul wholesome she's yeah wholesome. she's wholesome but she also is incredibly soulful and very passionate yeah and i'm like usually when people come across as too passionate i don't enjoy them as mm-hmm. as actors because yeah. i'm like you're a little too much <laughs> but something about her i'm just like i i am i'm drawn to it mm-hmm. and uh, she's just so fucking she talented. just has like a very special mix of like being confident enough to where you admire her yeah and being relatable enough to where you're like i would want to be your friend like i yes. i would i I believe you as your character, whoever mm-hmm. you are, who honestly, whoever she's playing, right? I know we're talking about specifically Titanic, yeah. but like with Kate Winslet, she just has this magic secret sauce of like, I'm confident enough to do this shit and to be like like sexual in this way and be confident and like own my power. And I'm also relatable enough for you to feel like you are me in this story a little bit. Yeah, well, you can tell she takes the work so seriously but that she doesn't take herself too seriously like she doesn't go home and go like i'm kate winslet (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) like i don't think she does that (laughs) she just tries to be as normal of a person as possible but like when she's doing her job she's doing her job and she takes it very seriously and that comes across beautifully in her acting yeah not to mention she was a she was good sport like she yeah she uh she had she to like fucking drowned she in was movie. drowned and she didn't she like fucking chip her elbow like i don't know that was a whole that was a whole thing is she like chipped like the bone in her elbow Jesus like filming Christ. the fucking movie because this movie was insane 
Cameron. Yeah. We keep like we keep like shading James Cameron, but I feel like we have every right to shade James Cameron right yeah. now. Like this motherfucker, as incredible as he was with all of his like like uh, groundbreaking work and like visual effects and like mm-hmm. getting Fox to pay for his shenanigans under the sea. <laughs> it's like I- I'm still shenanigans he- under the sea. <laughs> I'm still out here like James Midge Midge, please Midge, please enough Midgey Midgey boy. <laughs> So yeah, I just, Kate specifically lends this beautiful youthfulness and confidence and physicality to this role that I feel like was so perfect. And like, you can't think about Kate Winslet without thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio because their bond is just so electric in this film. And it's so, I, their, their friendship in real life is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. so pure. Go look up a compilation of like Kate and Leo at each other's like award shows. Yeah, and like, or you'll, like talking about each other oh, in interviews. You will ball your fucking eyes like, out. Like, oh my God. You will ball. I'm convinced that uh, Kate has been married as many times as she has and Leo has never settled down because they're just like, we can never find a bond as pure as that. But like, <laughs> I don't like ship them as a couple. No. I'm just like, I, just, I love your relationship. I just think that they have such unique souls and mm-hmm. like they found each other and yeah. Yeah. like cool we can exist on different planes of existence and exactly that's, and that's chill no that's very chill Ugh, i also miss kate winslet as a redhead that shit was a lewd. yes yeah she uh. she went blonde for like basically every other role since yep. then but like <laughs> girl you good as a ginger you good as a gingy we love you <laughs> but yeah that was katie and titanic kate and titanic katie and titanic so now we're moving to something a little bit more uh lighthearted a little bit closer to home <laughs> I know in the bio, I said that she's never done a commerce driven film or rarely does one, but uh, this one is one of the rare ones. This one is definitely a commerce driven film. This one and the Divergent films. Oh my, (laughs) no, wait. She also played a very small but significant role in Contagion. Oh, that's not a, I would not say that's a commerce driven film. I would say now it's a commerce driven film. Oh, yeah, but that was like made made to be a film. I would say it's making a ton of money right now. (laughs) I can't imagine why. I wonder how how much she's getting in residuals. So much money, Jessica. So much money. This one is The Holiday, came out in 2006, written and directed by a girl, (laughs) Nancy Myers. You know who she is, bitch. You know her. And guess who did the score? Oh. Oh, bet you can't guess. Bet you can't. It's Hansi Zimmer. (laughs) And his team of Hansi boys. Composers. (laughs) Hansi and the Hansi boys. (laughs) Um, Okay, so. Iris Simpkins, played by Kate Winslet, a wedding columnist from England, and Amanda Woods, played by Cameron Diaz, a movie trailer maker from Los Angeles, decide to switch homes for the holiday season after difficult periods in their romantic lives. Iris meets Miles, played by Jack Black, and Arthur, played by Eli Wallach, on her trip, while Amanda meets Graham, played by Jude Law, Iris's brother. Both meetings inspire the women to reevaluate their lives, their self-worth, and their belief in love. Do you believe in life after love? Kate Winslet, after being in this movie, would say, yes, I do. Because her uh, transformation is huge. It's true. I I want to get this out of the way just because I, I can't not talk about this. This yeah. is not how movies are scored. Uh, in <laughs> The way that they portray like scoring movies in this film is actually hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a poor a poor. For portrayal. those of you who haven't seen the film, Jack Black is a film composer. And <laughs> he just, the movie opens with Kate Winslet's voice 
and her voice sounds like a hug mm-hmm. obviously and it's a it, you see the movie that jack black is doing the music for and you see the notes popping up on the screen as he's writing them which just like yeah doesn't... he's just writing it while he watches the movie and he's just like okay and so a that's not how that works b that's not how editing trailers is <laughs> that's just she doesn't have like a team of people who she says make it more red that's just not how it happens <laughs> Well, she owns the company. Yeah, but she would be her own company. <laughs> she could own the company and have staff. I guess she could have staff. And she could direct them. I guess she could direct them. <laughs> but I don't know that they would take, make it a Listen, happy I'm rent. just trying to give Nancy Myers some credit. I am trying. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I'll give her but, that. But her biggest point of credit is that, thank God, she cast Jack Black in this film. Oh, my God. She took a fat ass chance on jack oh, black yeah. and, and it paid off boy oh boy did he deliver you know how much we love jack black never once did i think i wanted to date jack black until i saw the holiday bernie tita <laughs> never once did i think i wanted to date bernie tita never once did i think i wanted a bow and bernie tita but here we are <laughs> here we are ho, in, ho, ho. in the holiday uh but yeah this movie is the shiznit i fucking love this movie fun fact (laughs) we watched it together yeah just gonna actually watch this together uh we had a lot of like sugary snacks it Uh was very like girls night with my husband it was was very good i don't have a couch yet obviously you guys know from the no you don't know from the last episode no because we recorded in reverse what (laughs) sos it's okay (laughs) should we edit that out it doesn't matter is it sloppy (laughs) uh but what i was going to say is in the episode that we previously recorded which is not the episode that you previously just heard (laughs) but uh i don't have a couch because i just moved yeah so we were sitting on the floor looking up at like our heroes essentially (laughs) do making all these fucking mistakes because of a lack of a a lack of communication correct which is like the central line in the majority of like nancy myers films it's like the main problem is like no one's saying anything if you just said what you wanted guess what you'd get what you wanted guess what no one would have to pay thousands of dollars to fly to london or los angeles all the time (laughs) it could just happen the way that it wants to um but yeah specifically kate winslet in this film Mm -hmm. is so fucking funny like i think she delivers such an incredible comedic performance in this even though it's not necessarily a comedic film no it is she gives such an incredible like like dumpy girl next door kind of a vibe yeah and like her crying in this movie is Mwah. chef's kiss (laughs) chef's kiss (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) well the thing is is because like when you first meet the character of Iris, you're like, oh, this bitch is pathetic. Pathetic. But because it's Kate Winslet, you're like, you're not pathetic. You're just relatable. Yes. And like, there's nothing pathetic about your pain because we've all unfortunately been in the same position as you where someone is fucking like messing Eating us long. around. Yeah. And the only thing that you've done wrong in quotes mm-hmm. is have an open heart. Yeah. Like that's Iris's big flaw is yeah. that she just like loves to love yeah. too much her big flaw is she believes in love being enough which yeah. is not the point right it's not it's not enough most of the time yeah uh and kate has an incredible like she has 
great comedic timing. Which so good. I've never experienced. I mean, obviously, like this was not the first time that Jessica and I have ever watched the holiday. No, I've seen this movie. I've seen this probably movie fifty times. So many times, like <laughs> since I was wee. Since I was wee. Since I was uh, a wee one. And and like watching it so many times over and over and over, you never lose the impact that it has. Yeah. Um, especially just regarding her comedic performance mm-hmm. and like the way that she times everything out to give you like the full impact of her shit. Like I'm yeah. so fucking into it. Well, she also has to bounce off of Jack Black. And like, n- I never thought that Jack Black and Kate Winslet would have insane chemistry. Fiery chemistry. But they're so good together. Like it's, it's freaky how good they are together. It's kind of insane. I feel like Jack Black probably felt like he really had to bring it because he was uh, like acting opposite Kate Winslet. Kate fucking And I feel Winslet. like Kate Winslet was like, I have to be funny because, because I'm uh, acting opposite Jack Black. Yeah, I think, and I think you're absolutely right. I think they brought out really fun juices in each other. Yes, absolutely. But like when Kate is not being funny and when she's just being in pain, which is like a fair amount of the movie. Are you okay? Did you not hear what I just said? No, what did you say? I said <laughs> they bring out really interesting juices in each other. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I didn't hear that. Why I laughed. Did you stop me. I'm sorry. I just laughed. <laughs> Do you want to say it again? That is so gross. (laughs) What does that mean? You say crazy shit all the time. I didn't know I needed to censor you. Not when it reads like they like squeeze each other's juice. I mean, on the Jack Black episode, I said that he gave a delicious performance. You said nothing, so. I'm sorry. You can keep that in. It's okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to like acknowledge the fact that you didn't fucking stop me when I said that. I mean, I feel like I'm beyond flinching when you say weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Neptune. Oh, Neptune. Uh, Please go on. You're actually making a very good point. So what I'm saying is, um, so when Kate is like not being her like funny bubbly self with yeah. Jack Black, she's in pain. She's she's in a lot of pain and yeah. she's experiencing this heartbreak and I feel like because it's a Nancy Myers movie, if you haven't seen it, you're like gonna scoff at these characters and feel like, "Oh, they're not going to be deep." Mm-hmm. But like the pain she's feeling is real. Is so real and she also does such a good job. Like it's a very like like guttural kind of heartbreak that I feel like we can all identify with where you're just like, you so badly wish things were different and And you know that you kind of had a part to play in it, Mm -hmm. but like you're also not at fault and you just don't know what the fuck to do because you can't like, the only way you can get out of it is if the other person like apologizes and they're not going to. Yeah. And it's fucking sad. It's it's really (laughs) fucking sad. And I think Kate, specifically chooses when she cries very very calculatively mm-hmm. because sometimes you just see her face fall and other times you see her like <laughs> you see her go into this like comedic like oh <laughs> yeah. but like most of the time it's just like really quiet and she's just feeling very awful like for example in that scene when uh she's like watching him mm-hmm. get like engaged to oh someone else. Oh my God, her face. Her face is perfect. And I don't mean that in like, she looks incredible. I mean like 
the I way mean, it like, falls. The falling, like her, it's first, at first it's her eyes and it's mm-hmm. her like cheeks kind of fall and then her mouth is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because we've all been in that situation where we're, where, where we are absolutely stunned and immediately heartbroken by something that is unfolding directly in front of us in that moment. Yeah. Where you know immediately, like my whole life is, has been changed. Yes. And this doesn't even involve me. Exactly. <laughs> and, and making it feel so personal, like yeah. the setup, which obviously was on Nancy Myers's part, like the setup of like, you know, like <laughs> we're gonna, you know, you're gonna be the, the writer of this new cotton piece, this, this new yeah. column, this new beat. <laughs> wedding that nobody knows about and she's like "Ooh, yeah (laughs) and then it's fucking him it's this arsehole (laughs) it's jasper bloom (laughs) and it's just like which terrible name by the way i think it's a brilliant name well done nancy uh and you see her entire body just Mm -hmm. change like change it's like fucking molecular structure yeah she just like collapses because she's just so good her, yeah. like i think that a, a lot of what has made me realize like a lot of what i have realized that i love about kate winslet in watching these films mm-hmm. is her physicality yes she's an incredible physical actor she, like yeah she says so much without saying anything which i think is what keeps people coming back and like wondering yes. because she 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 keeps her cards hidden yeah and she has such expressive facial mm-hmm. features if that makes like her nose is expressive <laughs> that does, bitch's nose like does acts. that make sense like her nose <laughs> acts her nose went to yale school of drama her <laughs> mouth went to juilliard <laughs> her, the rest of her went to rada <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it, it it makes me really excited to see more of kate winslet like in the future like as she becomes a more mature right which is crazy because she's 45 and we're still going like i can't wait to see what she does i know yeah that's fucked up it's so good like she's got that hold on you like it is it must have been a challenge to get a rom-com script and to find that kind of depth in it yeah to an extent i mean like i'm not saying nancy myers isn't a good writer you know we love her but like these are not the movies that have all of the dimension. No, dog. It's going to be no for me. There but are like, scenes where Cameron Diaz is like pretending that she's in a fucking trailer. Like, exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs> the depth? Question mark. I don't know. But like, I, I specifically think of the scene where it's after Miles has found out that Maggie, his girlfriend, has cheated on him. Yeah. And him and Kate are in the kitchen and he is like talking about how he always falls for the bad girl and then Kate goes into her monologue <laughs> you know you know the monologue you know the one because you and I were screaming at the television yes <laughs> we watched it where she's basically just laying it out for him and she's like I fucking know how you feel like mm-hmm. you you know that like they are the way that they are and you so badly wish that they're gonna change but you make this same mistake again and again and it's like it's not your fault but like but it sort of is, but it, but isn't. it happens all the fucking time yeah. and you just want people to need you and to love you. And that is your biggest sin. Yeah. You and want it's to so be needed. fucking real. Yeah. It's so real. And she delivers it with such truth and such yeah. pain, but she's well, not like crying or anything. No. She's just like, she's that's what I'm saying is, is she, it. she calculatively uses yeah. tears and then doesn't use tears. Yeah. This bitch knows what she be doing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, and then she just says like, let's make Christmas fettuccine. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Do people eat fettuccine on Christmas? Because she eats it and so does Cameron Diaz. And, and so I'm just does like, Jack Black. Cause he's like, I can make you some fettuccine. Well, I think he says it because she said it initially. Like, so he's like picking up what but how proposed. does he know how to make fettuccine? I, I also want to know, like, how does everyone in Nancy Myers' universe know how to make fettuccine, like, without a recipe? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know about that shit. <laughs> but everyone knows how to make fettuccine. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, there's not a whole lot more to say about the holiday. No. It's just fucking good. There's not. There's not a whole lot more to say about the holiday in regards to Kate Winslet. Everyone's <laughs> hot in this movie. Cameron Diaz, hot. Jude Law, hot. Even Eli Wallach is hot. Hot. Everyone's hot in this movie. <laughs> Jude Law specifically, he's a weeper in this film. A major. He's weeper. a major weeper. He just cries all the time at he fucking sobs. everything. It's so cute. He has like two daughters. Yeah. The movie tries to make you think that they're like two hoes that he has on the side. <laughs> yeah. He does not. Obviously, they're his daughters. Cameron Diaz is like super fucking all over the place with like who she is and like what yeah. she wants. She just broke up with this guy. There's a Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski cameo. Which is like honestly one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, they're very funny. <laughs> it's it. like, it is literally a minute long scene. Yeah. But it is so fucking funny. I think John Krasinski has one line. He does. And what is it? It's gold. <laughs> what is it? I, I don't know. I think it's just the reaction maybe. I'm pretty sure I wrote it down. <laughs> Where he's like, he's, they're talking about the statistic about the, the terrorists. Yeah. And he just goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I did write down that I wanted to see an Instagram that was dedicated, that was called at Kate on trains. <laughs> Cause like in every movie she's ever in, she's always like on a train. Was she, she was not on a train in Titanic, nor was she on no, a train but she was in, in the a, other movie a, we're going to discuss. I know. <laughs> she, it's really just Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and, this, and, and, and the, the holiday. holiday. <laughs> so it's just interchanging those two photos <laughs> from those two scenes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did say that. And I also said that Nancy Meyer loves a blue collar gentleman. Oh, she, she, she loves, does. She loves her gardeners. She loves her carpenters. Listen, the gardener for Ooh. Cameron Diaz's house, yes. he's the star of this movie. Movie. He like he's like no bitch don't say words when uh when her ex boyfriend like yeah, comes when up Edward Burns Fuck Ed that Burns guy. Ed Burns yeah <laughs> he like comes up and he's like baby <laughs> I did not have sex with her except maybe I did and then obviously the gardener is like you fucked up bitch you fucked up don't say that ugh it's just so good it's just a great movie Kate Winslet is fucking fantastic in this movie her. You know, her voice is like a fucking hug. She's beautiful. Uh, yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah. And you get to see a woman like come into her own. I fucking love when she kicks him out of the house and uh, she just turns back to the camera and screams. Her, she, like she's just insane in that moment. She's cause uh, like she's thinking out loud. She, she's processing yes. out loud. And the music is so good in that moment. Oh, Hansi. It's just like, it's escalating. It's like, it's like pacing. It's like going at the same pace as her brain, yeah. which is like really fucking fast. Exactly. Uh, so good. So good. So 10 good. out of 10. 11 out of 10, even though <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes would say otherwise. <laughs> okay, Monica, what is our third film? Our third and final film is dun, 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 
Little Children. Little Children. It came out in 2007, written by Todd Field and Tom Perota, directed by Todd Field, based on the novel by Tom Perota. Sarah, played by Kate Winslet, and Brad, played by Patrick Wilson, who I think is, like, somehow weirdly related to, like, what's his face? Owen Wilson? No, (laughs) not Wilson. Uh, Patrick Starr. No. (laughs) Can you imagine no, I can't imagine an actor being no. related to an uh, animated character. No, Will Arnett. Oh, they, they look, do he, look similar. They look, he looks like his hot brother. Patrick Wilson is his hotter older brother. Yes, yeah. yes, thank you, thank you. They have the same face shape. They have this, and they have the same mouth. Like, and hairline. The same mouth. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. both smile the I same. It. It's fucking weird. I fucking see it. We don't need two of them in Hollywood. Get rid of one. Which one would you get rid of? I would get rid of uh, Patrick Wilson. I'm sorry. I love Will Arnett. I think he's hilarious. He's also in like my favorite show. Which I mean, I would well, only get rid of Will Arnett yeah. because like he's not doing anything now that I care about, but I guess neither is Patrick I'm sorry. Wilson. You don't care about the nut job? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great host of uh, the Lego, the Lego competition, <laughs> Lego Masters. <laughs> Uh, honestly, okay. I don't know. I could I could take either. I could leave either. It's really not that big of a deal for me. Let's just swap them out in each other's shows and movies and yes. see if anyone notices. Let's put let's, let's put Will Arnett in Insidious. Yeah. And let's put Patrick Wilson in The Nut Job. Okay. And let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Uh, so Sarah and Brad are two lovelorn spouses from separate marriages who meet and begin a love affair during a summer in suburban Massachusetts. The story of their tryst intertwined with the lives of a registered sex offender played by Jackie Earl Haley and a disgraced ex-police officer played by Noah Emmerich as they struggle to resist their vulnerabilities and temptations. See? My girl, my girl, my girl Talking about my girl, my girl Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the temptations, baby! See. Okay, Monica, I need your opinions on this movie up front because uh, so I'm the one who recommended this movie and made Monica watch Yeah, it. I, I really only pitched my vote in for Titanic and the Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> we were gut to be honest, we were going to watch Revolutionary Road. No, I we loved, were going to watch The Reader. No, we were going to watch The Reader. Yeah, uh, because she won her Oscar for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's only $13. That shit's $13 that and you can't find it anywhere else. Expensive. And so we said, no. No, thank you. <laughs> And that's going to be a no from me, dog. So then we decided to do the holiday instead, which honestly, 10 out of 10. Decision. 10 out of 10. Yeah, that was really great. I, I was I was really happy with our decision. Yeah. But uh, I I really, really liked this movie. Like, I very surprisingly liked it. I didn't know that I would. Yeah. Just because the premise to me, like, okay. We have to give, like, a slight, like, I guess, trigger warning at the beginning of this yeah. conversation because this movie is very specifically dramatic i don't know like yeah does that make sense it just feel like the topics in this movie are very specifically triggering for a for a group of people yeah and i definitely don't want anyone who's listening to this to think that like we have any kind of specific opinions about the people in this like the things that the people are doing in this movie because it's kind of insane and intense sure i really want to read the book this is based on a book also called little children also by tom parada (laughs) bruschetta uh uh but i will say that before you continue listening 
the the registered sex offender in this movie is a pedophile. They refer they referred to him as a pedophile continuously throughout the film, mm-hmm. and there are certain scenes that you see him act on his urges not towards but children. not towards children at all and i want to make that very clear yeah not towards children no you just see him having like bad sexual behavior yeah just bad sexual behavior yeah. and and it's sort of implied in the film yeah the film does it is is a beautiful film in, in terms of it's like visual storytelling i think it does an incredible job of like setting everything up and making mm-hmm. everything look so like who, who was the cinematographer on this fucking film i don't film? fucking know bitch they did a good job they did a great job uh it's beautiful and like it, it's helped it's helped along by like the narrator who like chimes in it's and, like, very literary it's, yeah it sets the tone which is the weird mood, and like it's weird but like I really like it sometimes. Like, I think that the, the narrator is like a nice, like, it's it's like a nice professor sort of like telling you what's going on. Yeah, I think leaning into it being a book originally mm-hmm. opened the doors for like giving the audience more information rather than only relying on visual storytelling mm-hmm. and dialogue, which like, it, that's not to say that you can't do that. You definitely but can. But I think it was very fitting for this one to yeah. kind of set things up and just then just kind of like let the actors tell the rest yeah rather than trying to fill in exposition shit with like dialogue that doesn't matter and yeah 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 uh i love this movie i think that it was like it's very kind of quirky in a way like yes. sometimes it'll cut away like i'm thinking for example the uh part of the film where where they're talking about brad like Brad's taste in women. Yes. yes and that how, scene like, is so good. Yeah, and it's just so good. And it like cuts away to his wife who's like really hot and Played like by Jennifer Connelly. Oh, a very young, <laughs> hot Jennifer Connelly. Uh-huh. So piping. Uh, and she's like standing there like, Ooh, and like, it's like, and, and she has like perfect hair and she's yeah. like, she's like in a Pantene commercial and, and like perfect breasts and like shows her in like a cute blue tank top. Mm-hmm. And like Kate Winslet's like boyish and short and like whatever. Yeah. And I love that the movie like leans into that kind of, of like whimsical kind of quirkiness i think it like helps put you in this really insane world of suburbia where like everything is magnified yeah it kind of forces you to surrender to the to the storytelling and to the story itself because there is a lot of different moving parts of this story but like they fit really weirdly well together yeah and it's like it's like love actually but like really ta- like like the things that are happening are <laughs> really terrible. dark yeah dark as shit <laughs> so anyway back to like my original thought because i know we went on like five thousand yes, tangents <laughs> is i didn't know if i would like this movie because the subject matter was so dark and i didn't know what to expect yeah but quite frankly i think that I think that it gave us a beautiful like glimpse into the lives of like people in suburbia and like how they deal with like their daily shit. Yeah. And when I say beautiful, I don't I don't mean to like paint like a romantic picture. I mean like the movie itself it's is done gorgeous. Really like well, it's just and it's, done really, yeah, really well. It looks good. It looks good and it's just beautiful in the sense of like it's done really well, to your point, Jessica. So it's like yeah. that's really what I think about this movie. I really like the narrator. I, I went back and forth on whether or not I did <laughs> like the narrator because quite frankly, I don't think that every movie needs a narrator i no, think that neither do i most movies like you can just let the visual storytelling do its job and then you can let the actors do their job and then call it a day yeah but i think for like to our point in the beginning like this movie is a is based on a book and a very like literary book at that mm-hmm. <laughs> so it gives it a really lovely feel and then leading into like the whimsy of it all with certain cutaways to like specific parts like yeah. for example brad's like taste in women etc cetera, etc cetera. like 
I think it works. It all works. It just gives it that extra oomph. Like I, I think of the opening scene where they're sitting in the park and the narrator chimes in because you, you see Kate Winslet sitting on a park bench watching other moms across yeah. from her also sitting on yeah. a park bench as they all watch their kids. Mm-hmm. And like the narrator says something like, like Sarah watched the other moms like an anthropologist observing uh, like another culture, something yeah. like that, which like you could have drawn yourself that she was observing these other people, but mm-hmm. like adding that extra thing puts you way more into the mind of who Sarah is as a person. Yeah. And I also love that it makes you more inclined to be on Sarah's team yes. because she is, she's a literary human being. Yeah. Like her whole thing is, is she had ambitions before she got married. She, mm-hmm. she had a life, she had a personality. She was a, she was a person before yeah. she got married and like had a kid. And that's her whole thing is she feels trapped. She's yes. in a house she hates. She's in a marriage she doesn't like. Uh, and she's not she's not really there for her kid because she's so lost. Yes. And she used to be, like, she was going to pursue her, like, PhD in uh, English literature and, like, mm-hmm. didn't. And it feels very, in, like, this is why I want to read the book because I feel like it goes so much deeper into her, yes. like, backstory and, like, why she made certain decisions. But as far as the movie goes, like, I love seeing how the narrator is like almost like an internal monologue for Kate Mm -hmm. and other characters and I enjoy it I like it I don't think every movie needs a narrator (laughs) but I like it no for this one it's really really great and I think Kate just really lends herself to this character I mean she plays she plays a lot of characters that are somewhat yeah they're not like the same character but they have similar flaws flaws really yeah and they really move through flaws. like similar emotional like beats yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and i love how sarah is supposed to come off as kind of like shy and insecure and like ashamed of how she is as a mother and things like that when in reality like it's far more nuanced than that it's not that she mm-hmm. she's almost like she's not fueled by shame or anything she's fueled by just like not giving a fuck about being like the other moms yeah yeah which from my understanding, mommy culture is very scary. Yeah. For the record, intimidating. For the record, <laughs> neither Jessica nor I have a child. <laughs> what? Nor do we have a child Monica, together. you're my child. I thought you were my child. You came over <sighs> to my house to have dinner. Oh, I you're fed right. You. So, I am your son. <laughs> yes. You are my son. Uh, I just, I, I can't. The only part of the movie that I can't really relate to is genuinely like the thought of 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 being a mom and yeah. like figuring out that shit and like mommy culture because you're right to my understanding mommy <laughs> yeah. culture is like fucking cutthroat yeah. that shit is like american <laughs> idol season one like yeah, that everyone is crazy. so judgmental oh my god and so scary i d- but like despite the fact that she is quiet she is still incredibly secure which i think is like her superpower i'm not saying she's like self like confident in her like appearance or anything like that but i think she's secure in like her identity at least yeah and is why she feels so lost because she recognizes that the shit happening around her does not fit with the identity that she knows she has no and she views herself as so different from the world around her Mm -hmm. because she feels like literally a fish out of water yeah i think 
I fucking love movies like The Stepford Wives and movies like this that sort of give you a glimpse into, into suburbia because, like, I never knew what that was like. Yeah. Like, I didn't grow up in suburbia, mm-hmm. and I'm obviously not a member of of suburbia, and I'm not a mom, and I'm not, in like, I'm not invested in, like, that culture, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it's, like, to me, it's so fascinating to see, especially through Kate Winslet's lens, like, how she as an actor sort of tackles being this like fish out of water character trying to assimilate but also really trying to hold herself together like the fact that her character has a room in the house that's all to herself Mm -hmm. that's like okay well i'm not gonna change the rest of the decor in this house i'm gonna keep it all the same i don't give a fuck like that was his like it was his last wife's decor (laughs) it was his mom's decor who cares but this one room is gonna be full of the shit that i like and who i am and so i think that there is a some like there's a version of her that she's like holding on to that she loves and she like claims ownership over that she refuses to let anyone else like take or like get a glimpse at or like do anything with except for this guy brad yeah except for fucking brad (laughs) except for patrick wilson's brad which is why in all of her interactions with him she's incredibly genuine and like like open yeah and uh, also keep in mind that like you're not as and this is what i appreciate as as a viewer you're not kind of put on either any side of what's happening everyone's fucking watching it happen everyone has flaws up the ass and like you just have to sit back and watch what happens but she's so genuine with him and i love i fucking love that it all kind of starts with like her her big act of agency is buying that fucking red swimsuit yeah from first of all the catalog she buys it from a catalog on the phone and it's like the tummy the tummy tamer or whatever tummy like like, tummy tuck whatever the fuck it was Called. swimsuit and she's and like, it's like red yeah she buys this red swimsuit to go to the public pool to like catch the eye of this this man of brad Brad, which fitting name i love that that is the act like something so small and fucking suburban is what she does to like upend her life which is just so (laughs) stepford wives like it's so like of course that's what she's gonna do but then she goes from zero to a hundred because she's like first step swimsuit second step fucking in the laundry room yeah (laughs) which is just insanity and i love this is what i love about this movie is it a you as an audience member yeah. because you're like at one moment shit's normal uh-huh. and then the next moment shit's fucking whack and weird like for example one moment P- patrick wilson and kate winslet are just in the park pushing their kids on their swing yeah the next moment they're macking out on well, in that same scene because both of them realize that they don't have to keep going along with what suburban life is supposed to be. They both go, oh shit, we can have a fucking affair. Mm-hmm. We can just start having sex with each other. Like we don't have to do little rebellious things that are like cute and non-threatening. <laughs> we yeah. can like do the whole enchilada. It's just insane because it, I, like I, the moment that I realized that like Kate Winslet was like leaning closer to Patrick Wilson to like kiss him. Mm-hmm moments after she met him yes i was like what the fuck is happening yeah this bitch says suburban lifestyle no thank you no thank you and so thank you i think kate winslet is the perfect choice for playing a character like this because again going back to like what we said about her playing uh 
Rose in mm-hmm. Titanic is she is very she has very soft, very expressive features. Yes. And she is like a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's also like a fiery, confident human being yes. that can own herself like and take space and go like, this is me, like, fuck the rest of you. Yes. While also being incredibly relatable. So I think like a the reason why the audience is on her side, because really like we should be like, this bitch be cheating on her husband. Yeah. But her husband is also a piece of shit. And like, we know that she's, she. it's escapism. Like yes. we know that she, all she wants is to feel like herself with someone else who makes her feel like herself. Or just feel something different. Yes, that's than the, not than the like- monotony. Yeah, that's not like, oh, my husband is like, addicted to online porn exactly my kid wants to spend time with me but because i hate my life i can't fully give myself to her etc etc well it's refreshing because like they they have the whole like madame bovary bit which they did Mm -hmm. like kind of smack you in over the head with like they really did this is an analogy (laughs) (laughs) but um she does find something heroic about her own rebellion Mm -hmm. and like she but she's also being used by Brad. Yeah. But like even if she thinks she's in love, if she if she actually is in love, she knows that he's she's using him too. Yeah. Like they're both aware of what they're doing. Well, it's she said it perfectly. It's the hunger, right? Mm-hmm. It's about the pursuit. It's about the feeling of wanting more. It's not actually like falling in love and like being with Brad. Like yeah. that's why the them running away together doesn't work out in the end is because it's not about that. It's not about them ending up together. That's not at all what yeah. this is about. It's about the single act of rebellion. It's about the hunger. It's about like wanting more of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's about wanting more of someone else. And it's about like owning the fact that you can take up this space and you can exist in this world with still some semblance of yourself and that to her is power like that to her is feminism that to her is like that that makes a lot that makes up like the pieces of who she is exactly more so than like the the titles of like wife mom person no totally yeah so and fucking Kate Winslet just like kills the shit out of this role. She kills it. And that's why it's so fucking impactful when she has that breakdown at the very end Mm -hmm. of the movie. And like initially you're like, Oh, she's sobbing because she first of all thought she lost her kid while there's a pedophile 10 feet away. Yeah. And also Patrick Wilson didn't show up to their meeting point because he fucking (laughs) broke his back on a skateboard or some shit, whatever. But she's sobbing because, and I don't know how she fucking does it, but she shows you in her face, like in her, in her nose, in her nose, in that nose that went to Yale (laughs) (laughs) that she's breaking down because she, it's not because she lost all these things because she doesn't know what the fuck she's going to do with her life. Yeah. And she's like, where do I go from here? I thought being with this man was an escape, Mm -hmm. but now I'm exactly where I was before. My husband probably didn't even know I had left the house. Mm hmm. And what am I going to do? Yeah. And it's so powerful. And she does such a good job. It's just so fucking good. And the, I love the final shot of her and her daughter at mm-hmm. the end when she's like cradling her and she has this like blank expression on her face. It's like, well, mm-hmm. gotta keep doing what I'm doing then. And I love how like, it is both so consequential and also at the same time inconsequential. Yeah. Like her life is exactly the same, but she's changed like fundamentally at her core. She's like, well, I now know what I'm capable of. 
and I need to figure out like you can tell at the end she's just trying to figure out a way to like go on yeah and be a good mom yeah like I think that's what that's the realization of the end of it is she's like I need to be the person for my daughter that I want to be period end of discussion because in the in the movie there's this big old theme of like is that who you want to be for your daughter and like blah 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 like all the moms and their fucking mommy culture are like what what kind of example are you setting for your daughter and this other (laughs) bitch with like her like karen ass haircut i keep forgetting her name but she like joins the book club as like a blonde sister and she's like she's a slut like is that what you is a slut and i'm just like (laughs) okay like i think a big part of it is also kate winslet like wanting to become the example yeah that she would have wanted to see for her daughter well that's literally the only thing that can fulfill her for the rest of her life amen at this point. amen <laughs> like, living vicariously through your children <laughs> hey she's everyone has been set up for a lot of therapy yeah everyone everyone <laughs> needs like movie. some everyone needs some and major like, we therapy. haven't even touched and we won't but the the <laughs> fucking background story of all of this of this fucking pedophile this, and the ex-cop this fucking b-plot with this ex-cop who like shot a kid and this pedophile who like who who went to jail for two years and then comes back yeah and then the ex-cop is like has like a vendetta against this obviously like a vendetta against this Mm -hmm. pedophile and the pedophile has like this mom who's really old and she like she's like get off my fucking lawn all the time to this guy and it's just like you see like the dynamic between the mom and this man who committed this like terrible mm-hmm. act and you're just like what is happening to my morality right now well, you see real problems happening yeah you see real shit you see real shit happening and then you pan over and fucking patrick wilson and kate winslet are fucking in an attic yeah and he's like he's like do you feel bad about this and she's like no and, and he's kate, like kate, well i do <laughs> and kate winslet's like biggest issue is just like how hot is your wife tell yeah, me how hot she, she is they're like literally fucking and she's like can you like how i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> how hot is your wife yeah is she is she is she pretty but like how pretty like what kind of pretty and he's like she's a knockout yeah which but the like beauty's overrated you can be told while some while a man is inside of you yeah and, he, and, 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 and he's like you know beauty's overrated which is like such a stupid thing that's a to horrible say. thing to say to kate winslet with her fucking bright blue nail polish and her birkenstocks this bitch don't say that to her don't say that to her <laughs> oh man oh this movie is incredible if you haven't seen it you got you have to it's it's Wild. very complicated. I think the best part of this movie are the performances, period. Yes. End of discussion. Yeah. I also think it's visually stunning. I think the music is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think that that obviously, as all movies, there are flaws. But of course. I think that specifically with this movie, Kate wins it knocked it out of the fucking oh she's you know what she's the knockout (laughs) she's the knockout it's her baby she also is pretty in this like despite looking a little homely like i don't whatever yeah suspension of disbelief (laughs) yeah and what is this like post children or whatever yeah yeah she had kids already so she had kids you see she had little children (laughs) (laughs) they're honestly they're all little children in this fucking movie exactly they all be acting like kids (laughs) (laughs) oh well that was kate winslet that was kate winslet kate elizabeth winslet kate elizabeth winslet the first of Com- the order of, the, of british- the order of the british command of the- whatever i don't understand like <laughs> british titles to i don't get it either you, but i think that i think kate winslet has something really special and i can't wait to see what she does next i i i just want to go to a fucking movie theater that has kate winslet as top billing again that's Same. all i want that's really all i want all me too I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'd love that. <sighs> well, Monica, what yeah. have you dabbled in? I have dabbled in uh, furniture shopping. Ooh! I recently procured a handmade piece for my downstairs area. Wow. Uh, it's like a desk situation. I don't know. There's this whole- <laughs> It's a desk. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, a de- it's this like desk kind of yeah. vibe. Uh, and it's really nice and it's like handmade. It's got these like really pretty like iron like hairpin legs and I'm a fan, man. That's I've been, cute. all I've been trying to do is like fill my home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's really the vibe. I get it. I get it. What have you dibbled in? Um, I've been reading a lot of like, like beach read literature lately. Oh yeah. And just really just loving my life. Um, oh, I got a, yeah. I got a Kindle a while back, mm. but I wasn't really using it. And I recently bought a couple like pure fun beach reads and I am going through them and it just brings me such joy. Have you read beach read? That's a book. Yeah. No, it's really good. Okay. A uh, big recommendation here. Okay, I think I think. Uh, give the, me a, give me the elevator uh, pitch for. I it. think the author is Emily Henry. Okay, uh, but it's a really fucking good book. It's about two writers who are uh, on vacation. Okay, at the beach, reading on the beach, and they're both reading. Uh-huh. Beach read, uh, and they're both trying to like come up with like their books because mm-hmm. you know writers write. Yeah, writers be writing, and one of them is a romance writer and the other one is like a crime writer. Yes. And so they switch <gasps> and they're like, I know, but then like, and they hate each other, but then like love, you know what I mean? But then they love each other. You don't know that actually. I'm trying to like not okay. to spoil too much, okay. but it's actually really good. Okay. And I'm excited. I'll download it um, on the Kindle. Uh, and it was a, it was actually like a really big book uh around summertime last year i so. didn't hear anything about this. well you know what you're not fucking plugged into the i mean into i haven't the been reading scene. beach reads until now so okay you and i don't plugged, go to the beach you are not plugged into the literary scene as much as i am being the author that i am. <laughs> the writer the, the writer that i am uh just to be clear not a writer i <laughs> I, I, I i read but i don't even read like i don't know war and peace and shit i, I read like <laughs> i read like beach read beach read <laughs> so that's uh, that uh okay. but yeah uh we actually don't have any questions today which leads me to tell you fucking send in your questions send in a question tell me about send when you in. met a celebrity it doesn't even have to be a movie daddy like tell me about the time you ran into miley cyrus my dude i love miley cyrus i don't but i'm not <gasps> we, don't, we don't we're not gonna get into it <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I'm so sorry. On the air. On the air. Live. Live. Live from New York. In front of a live studio audience. And our studio audience is just Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) And the things in the office. Uh, But yeah, send us your questions. We're not going to ask again. That's a lie. We're going to ask so many times. We're going to ask many times. DM us. Uh, The easiest thing to do is DM us or go to our website, johnfavreauismydaddy.com. We have a form that you can fill out. Yeah. You can also email us, but that's more complicated because it's is allegedly my daddy at gmail.com. Yeah. You know what? We'll work on that. It's just not going to happen now. So figure it out. You guys are smart. Y'all went to Northwestern. You're smart. You're smart. You can do it. Uh, But anyway... As usual. As always. Don't, don't sue, sue us, Daddy Favreau. Goodbye, Jessica. Good night. Good night. Good afternoon. <laughs> good morning. Good evening. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>